Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. Today's guest is Illustrators of the Future winner, Christine Ree. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, congratulations on winning. Thank you so much. It's been really exciting. <laughs> That's great. So you came in from where? Um, San Francisco. Good. It's amazing. We have so many winners from the San Francisco and Seattle area Yeah. over time. And then it's unusual this year. We haven't had any winners from um, uh, Salt Lake City, which we normally have a lot of winners from, too. But this year, it's more San Francisco and Seattle. So anyway, that's great. So how did you find out about the contest? Actually, uh, one of my friends, one of my good art friends, was a past winner. So he encouraged all of us to apply this year. Who was that? Bruce Bernaysi. <laughs> You're number three. <laughs> three so far this yeah. year's winners were... So he really kind of really supported all of us and encouraged us to apply this year. So we did, and I was really surprised and humbled to be picked as one of the winners. Wow, that's great. So have you always wanted to be an artist? No, actually, I was a pre-med, and I was in my third year in college <laughs> in molecular cell bio when I first took my art class. And I then had a huge uh, existential crisis about it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I ultimately decided to pursue art, and it was a huge surprise to myself and my family. And yeah, did they have? Because when I've talked to uh, people, because it's Chinese descent, a uh, Korean, Korean, yeah. Now, is it the same thing as in China, where it's art feature is not like it's like thumbs down and doctor? Yeah, <laughs> they loved you as a doctor. They loved you as a lawyer. I definitely threw a cur curveball because I'd said for most of my life that I'd be a doctor. Um, I really wanted to help people. Um, and also I'm an Im from an immigrant family. So just that idea of working so hard to achieve your dreams and having you know, financial prosperity and security was definitely a really important piece. And uh -huh. I realized I could help people in other ways through art and encouraging others that way. And I felt like a whole person when I was making art. So it just... It was a tough transition to make, but it was definitely a worthwhile one. So. That's awesome. Well, that, that's great. I mean, your personal integrity is actually the most important thing. Yeah, I think on that. so too. That's great. So um, obviously, you've not always wanted to be. So when did that transition? How long ago was that? Um, so my first art class was third year in my molecular cell bio degree. So yeah. I actually finished the degree, but Berkeley didn't have an art, like a really the kind of art degree that I wanted. So I went back for a BFA in illustration and animation at San Jose State. Wow, good. So now, um, so with that, is, was there any particular inspiration that made you switch, that made you like want to check out art? Or was there something that... I, had, I was a roommate with an art major. Uh. <laughs> she, she was like, oh, you might enjoy the drawing class. Why don't you give it a shot? And it really stuck. <laughs> wow. And I still love drawing to this day. Like I love, you know, drawing with pencil the most and that's kind of what started it all off and I still enjoy doing that now. So now pencil is your is your first love on do you do computer generated or do you do what type of art? I often start out with a pencil drawing and then I can either do digital color over it for my illustrations. If I'm working on personal work for gallery work, then I'll do completely traditional media like paint over my pencil. But I love pencil so I try to sneak that in as much as I can. Oh, that's great. So, um, so tell me about this, the art that you submitted to win the contest. Right. Um, well, one of them was inspired by a trip to Hawaii. We went snorkeling and we followed the sea turtle out into the ocean. And he took us to this wonderful 
little valley and the fish were just swimming all over the place and it looked like musical notes. So when I came back home, I just wanted oh, to kind of... That's where it came from. Yeah. Wow. So I really wanted to capture that feeling of when you're swimming in nature and you're kind of connected to nature and nature really felt like an entity once we were there. So I wanted to share that with others. So. Wow. Well, that's great. <laughs> and then the other two pieces... Um, so the other one is I, I also enjoy sharing Korean culture with people. Um, a lot of people get their exposure to mythology and stuff through Japanese and Chinese culture, but we also have shared mythologies. So I wanted to do a Korean version of the nine-tailed fox. And it's kind of a Korean-American version. Mm -hmm. I haven't, you know, I only partially grew up in Korea, but I wanted to share that story with people out there because there's a version of the story where if the fox is able to succeed at some kind of ordeal. So like don't eat meat for a hundred days or don't be seen by a human for a thousand days, then they can be transformed into a human. And so I wanted to kind of bring that into the story. And that's what that image is, is of a woman becoming a woman from being a nine-tailed fox. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And number three? Um, I think it was the Dream Quest one, the mm -hmm. cat one. That one is, uh, uh, Tor.com has wonderful novellas and short stories that they published online. And I was inspired at a workshop to pick that as a potential book cover. So I wanted to see how I could use, how I could, you know, if I did a book cover, what would that look like? And that's, that's what, what they, it was. Yeah. Good. And then what about now the, uh, the, the art that you did that's going to be published here? Without saying the name of the uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, I I was really really deeply moved by the devotion of the protagonist for his wife, and how the separation was really tangible for him. So I wanted to capture that feeling of how she's larger than life to him, while capturing also that separation. And I hope I succeeded, and that did. my writer you did. It was appreciates like, it. <laughs> that writer is going to cry when they see that piece oh, of art. Thank you, thank yeah, you so it was, much. It was awesome. All right, so, um, and then this coming week, anything that you're particularly looking forward to more than other things? Um, I'm just meeting everybody. I, I love to hear where everyone's from and what they're doing, and the like. Just the illustrations and the stories were fun to read too. So I'm just excited to meet people and see where, what they're about. That's great. So, anything in particular we can look forward to seeing from you in the near future? Um. Well, I did bring my son, so that's kind of definitely in my near future. Yeah. Um. I'm also trying to pursue, actively pursue book covers and editorial illustrations. I'm going to submit to art directors there, and hopefully you'll see some of my stuff. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah. Very nice meeting you, Christine. Thank you so much, John. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next installment of the Writers of the Future podcast. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by L. Ron Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy.